welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm Dylan. You sound so fake right now. Hey, fuck you, buddy. You sound so saccharine right now. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to our podcast. Oh, I hate those guys. This is your like host, that. Dylan Caveman. And we talk about all of the things that... We're here to talk about geology. And how it pertains to coffee beans in Colombia. Get the fuck out of here. Funny that you mentioned Colombia because my story takes place in Colombia. Oh, good. My story takes place in Washington, D.C. And Virginia and Maryland. Fun stuff. Anyway, yeah. Welcome to Too Scared to Sleep. Are you going to knit while we record? What the fuck? Definitely. Of course, stop knitting. My name is Annabelle, and I'm going through a knitting phase. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for you to get out of this knitting phase. Oh, no. it'll probably end as soon as the scarf is finished because I was telling Dylan that it's probably easier to genetically create life than it is to knit this scarf right now. I can absolutely guarantee you I have genetically created life twice. Ew, no, not I like mean, that. That's the easy way. Uh, <laughs> People accidentally do that like, all the time. Uh, she means like test tubes. That's what I thought she meant. No, I mean like mixing different periodic elements and then somehow it breathes and that's lives exactly its life. That's exactly what it is. No. That's... You just described sex. <laughs> she, she's, no, she's talking about creating Flubber from that Robin Williams movie. Oh, okay. Or The Blob. Or The Blob. Oh, blob. There, you go. there you go. Speaking of which, you have an Alexa, whatever it's called, and the AI I can talk. Listen. I know, I think maybe it's unplugged. Oh, okay, yeah, she's fine. Did he unplug it again? Alexa, how does it feel to be dead? Sorry, I don't know that one. She doesn't know that one. She Why are you asking her questions? She doesn't know. Yes, she was dead. She got <coughs> murdered. She I'm... doesn't know. We don't know. I don't know. Yeah, nobody knows what it's like to be dead. I do. Is that where your brain damage comes from? Yeah, probably. Probably. We solved the case. <laughs> We just asked her to sing happy birthday a little while ago, and Alexa sang happy birthday for us. That was creepy. And then we played some sort of mu- uh, music trivia game, which was fun. Somehow Dylan won, even though he didn't know any of it. I didn't know any of it. We were feeding him the answers. I literally yeah. didn't know a single song. I beat everybody be by like 30 points. I'm all about it. <laughs> you know, I think this is the first week that we've come to record that I haven't watched any new movies. Hmm. My life is all about Outlander, and then this other show on Hulu called Letterkenny that's just really strange and like quirky. There's really nothing that I can compare it to, but I'm kind of caught up with it. Neat. How about you, Dylan? What's going on? Um, I've been watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and honestly, I'm actually really digging it. That's it. That show is so dope. I love that show it's, so much. It's a dope show. It's Jay. so cool. You're like rolling your eyes, oh, yeah. you're like huffing at me. Because I watched. But it's like, not like the original or like the sitcom show. No, it's nothing like no, that. Not it's way better put together. It's no, I watched about 20 minutes, and I realized that that was the dumbest 20 minutes of my life. What? I really like it. I think it's a really. That cool includes show. all the time that I spent in church as a child. Wow. Okay. Right. Exactly. Oof. All right. Well, no, I don't know. It just okay, wasn't for me. Be that way. But yeah. no, I really like the show. I think the actress that plays Sabrina is a cutie. I think she's cute. You sound like a pedophile right now. I love how sweet she is. She's, like, she's my she's... age. Is she? Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. She's playing a high schooler, but she's older than seems definitely. high school seems age. But she seems like she's just a sweet person that has good intentions. <laughs> she's just a sweetie. I'm and she's also a witch. She was in Mad Men. She played Don Draper's daughter. She didn't have a very big role in Mad Men, but she was in every now I can't believe you're doing that right. I can't believe you're knitting. What's wrong with knitting? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just waiting for it's her better to It's better if you want me to get out my phone. I'll get out my phone. You've done that before. <laughs> doing your homework. I've done my homework. You've done quizzes while we're recording. There's a lot of things I can do while podcasting. I'm just waiting for her to make me a scarf. That's all I want. I'm making myself a scarf, and then I'm throwing away these needles. No, make me a scarf. Somebody no. made my... Maybe a beanie, if I figure out how to make a yeah, beanie. Yeah, make, make me a beanie. I'll wear a beanie. Okay, now he's just demanding things without payment. See, okay, please. We don't roll like this. Please. Exactly. <laughs> always get your coin, ladies. All the ladies out there, always oh get God. your coin. Did you guys see that uh, video of the snake in Australia that had over 500 ticks attached to it. That's disgusting. I don't want to know anything about so this. so gross. It was so gross. Oh, those poor snakes in Australia. Is there a foundation already to send the money? Oh, the, the snake has already gone undergone rehabilitation. 
it took like a vet a couple of hours to take off most of the ticks and then um the ones that were left over they have to like give the snake medicine Ew, so they fall off and then so they'll fall off Ew, that's so nasty just burn it where do ticks come from they're just outside all the time they're outside all the time that was the other thing okay when i was a kid there were lots of stray dogs in lubbock where i lived and we used to pop ticks off of the stray dogs all the time. Like, I'm really surprised I don't have Lyme disease. <laughs> Just some kind of... Maybe that's it's... Wired, um, so. Maybe it's hidden. It's maybe like, that's why I have a hand-washing complex with my kids. Or I'm always telling them to wash their hands. Because oh, I did some really disgusting... Like, can you imagine having that blood on your hands? Oh, that's you actually so did gross. that? Like, that's real? You're not doing that for the podcast? I'm not. I'm telling you straight up, we used to pop the ticks off the, off the dogs. Ooh. Off stray dogs. Ooh, that's a big fat uh, hell no. That is a big no. fat disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. That's a big fat heck to the no. Also, I looked up that actress. She was born the same year I was. She's literally my age. Oh, okay. I'm a couple months older than her. So you she totally have fun. a chance. Exactly. There you go. You should probably start creeping on her uh, Instagram. And I'm sure she's on Tinder in Texas. Com- that's just the thing she likes to do. Yeah. She's <laughs> on Tinder in Texas. Okay. <laughs> She sets her location on her phone to Texas and then just gets She's on like, Tinder. Let's find somebody in the 78130. There you go. Zip code. Let's find some weird, lonely, long haired boy who listen. doesn't really do anything. You chase your dreams, okay? Don't, don't listen to me. I hardly ever do, and I will chase my dreams. That's right. There's a show on Netflix. Um, don't watch it because it's a waste of time. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's okay, there was this lady named Maria Con- Marie Kondo. And she wrote a book about cleaning up, and I guess she was trying to make it seem like once you once you clean up and tidy up your house, that you'll have like this perfect design, and you'll have like all your problems will be solved, and your blood pressure will be fine, and your your erectile dysfunction will be cured. And all That's like shit. a lady who's got real bad cases of denials. Oh yeah. Anyway, your cancer okay. will be gone. Your dead husband will return. Your dead husband will return, and his dick will work now. <laughs> all this stuff. Anyway, all and all you have to do is tidy up your house and find the joy. So she writes a book, and then, of course, just to beat the dead horse, Netflix makes a show out of it. So she goes around to these people's houses who do not have a problem with clutter. <laughs> She's just, like, breaking in. Let's be fucking honest, house. okay? They don't even notice. She pops the window. And I'm like, this is such bullshit. Have Marie Kondo, this lady, go on to an episode of Hoarders and find the joy in a lice or roach-infested <laughs> house with 95 cats in the house with mummified cats. Two babies hidden under the mattress. Two babies hidden under the mattress. The lady shitting in plastic bags <laughs> and throwing it upstairs. I want to see her find the joy in that bullshit house. Yeah. My wife spent a whole day watching this this show oh instead God. of cleaning the house, which is what she should have been doing. <laughs> this is America. This is the United States. Let's watch a show about cleaning the house instead of actually cleaning the fucking house. Yeah. So she was watching that. And then she went to hot yoga today, Ugh. and after she, okay, first of all, there was the two hours before she went to hot yoga that she wouldn't shut the fuck up about going to hot yoga. Yeah, I would say it was like, did she talk about it? Yeah, she talked about and it. after and she during. Changed, she changed outfits a couple of times. Then she went to hot yoga, and of course she has to take a photo, post it to her Snapchat, post it to her Instagram. Nobody cares you went to yoga. And then, was it like a free trial class? Or did oh, she yeah, it was a free pay? trial class. I was like, did she actually pay for it? Of course it was. No, she went, it was a free trial class. Yeah. But then, I, as I was leaving the house, she wouldn't shut up about how how sore she was going to be tomorrow from doing her one session of hot yoga. Oh, my God. It's like, calm down, lady. She is that lady that needs to calm it down. Does not and she's a stay-at-home mom, so it's not like she's got to go wake up tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. and go dig ditches with the other guys <laughs> with the department for the Department of Transportation or anything. No. I mean, it's like, really. She's going to wake up she and then continue to complain about, about how sore she is from hot yoga. And complain about how, how littered or how cluttered the house is. But let's not clean it. Let's watch a show about cleaning it. Yeah, instead. of course. It's the American way. You let the house get dirty until your kids are old enough to clean, and then you use it for free labor. I guess so. so Literally parents. what parents do. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so let's see what else is going on. They still don't know who impregnated that vegetate that that woman in in Arizona. The one who's oh yeah, a, you sent me that story. State. I was looking at it. So they still don't know. They are sampling DNA from people who work there. They still haven't figured out who did it. What if it wasn't someone that worked there and it was someone like visiting their grandmother? It could be. It's disgusting. That would be even gross. It's horrible. And you know, I was we talked about it yesterday, last week. But I'm talking about like 
what I what I failed to mention last week was that there's a doctor. Every every person who lives in a nursing home like that has a doctor assigned to them. Yeah. And that doctor has to come in at least once a month, I want to say, and sign off on their care plan and check their weight and check all of the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there are there are multiple people that are supposed to be taking care of this lady. Yeah. That are gonna they are gonna go to hell. They're gonna lose their jobs. They're gonna obviously lose their they job. were they, they were just you. signing a piece of paper, not really looking at her mm-hmm. and being like, Oh, exactly. is that a baby bump? Exactly. What is all this? So much going on. Oh look at her her stomach is moving. That's probably just indigestion. Two heartbeats? That's normal, right? Yeah. And I know because I have a wife who was pregnant that when that baby gets to the late, I mean, right before labor, you would not believe oh, how much. Uh, uh, do, you, do you see the front of the wow. complex called My Chinese food delivery is here. Uh, that was way faster than I thought it was. Yeah, I know. You said 30 to 40 minutes, but it's been like, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's been some I've been hungry time. for about an hour, so it feels like an hour. That's true. Poor baby. But anyway, when you're when you're about to have a baby, you can feel like a freaking elbow and knees and feet rolling across a person's stomach. It is otherworldly. And there's no way like these shows I didn't know I was pregnant, they should rename that show I didn't know I was stupid. Because there's no way that you can't know unless you're just in deep, deep, deep denial. Yeah, like if you're like just a few weeks, okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna tell. But once you reach like the months and three months, and that like, baby's moving, yeah, like there's gonna be something. These people are lying to themselves. And like I can else. understand not seeing it if you're like morbidly obese, but well, you like might you feel would it. still feel it. I would imagine. Yeah, people are just disgusting. Mm-hmm. They are. Anyway, I don't think we got any shout-outs to do this week, unless you got some shout-outs to do. <clears throat> Nobody's um, listening. Nobody cares. Shout out to all the people at work that love to give us a hard time, and today was the day. They all gave us a hard time. Every fucking one of them. Oh, you mean talking about customers? Yeah. They were not the best today. Sorry. I want to tell um, one of our coworkers' stories. I don't know if she wants her name said, so I'm not going to say her name. But basically, she had a cart full of stuff, and she was, like, putting stuff away, getting stuff out, you know, using the cart for work stuff. And the lady who's holding three items goes up to her, and she's like, do you need any help? And the lady is like, well, not really. Um, I just, um, I just want your cart. And she's like, you want the cart that I'm using right now? And the lady's like, yes. And so she dumps out all the items off the cart very dramatically to prove a point. And the lady's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, also, I need help finding something. And then it's just like, what kind of... Just be, just because we work here doesn't mean you're entitled to just take the stuff we're using. That's fucked up. I would have said... I would have told her to just tell the lady that the carts are at the front. You can go get your own. Like, you do not need to be taking the cart I'm working but on. But you know that lady would not have just gone to the front. She would have made a whole big fuss about it. Mm-hmm. She would have gotten mad at our coworker. Mm-hmm. She would have wanted to talk to a manager or some shit. Yeah. Because our customers are just fucking idiots, most of them. They're just... Some There's some idiots. exceptions, but... That's life in retail. You're right. Yep. Sorry, guys. It's all good. Nothing that interesting happened to me at work. Except that time that your best friend Dylan came and visited you That's and right. brought you a Star Wars Pez dispenser. That was awesome. That's dope. I love it. Damn, this Dylan guy sounds like a real catch. Dylan, all you single friend. ladies out there, all the single ladies. Don't be weird to all the single ladies out I'm there. I'm not being weird at all. Way. Single Don't ladies. be weird. I thought you were only into Kieran and Shipka. I mean, not only into her. I've also got a crush on Anna Kendrick. You know this. <sighs> She's cute, but she real she, cute. But her face is also kind of weird. I don't think her face weird. is weird. I think she's really. It's pretty. just like the way it's set up. I'm like, mm, there's something off. Like if you move this here, this there, perfect. What? I wish I That's had a direct line yes, to Anna, Anna Kendrick so I could send her an audio clip just of you saying that. I'm, I'm like, sure hey. people. Say and she'd probably be like, "Yeah, you're right." No. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? I'm beautiful. Thank you for sending me this, Dylan. You're the best. Let's get married. Like, okay, this is moving fast. You are beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can't bring you down. Words can't bring you down. What the fuck is happening? You don't know? That's from the quiz earlier. He doesn't know music. I don't know music except for, like, four (coughs) genres. Just metal, rap, 
weird indie shit. Non-metal. Mongolian throat singing. No. Mongolian throat singing. I do have a good amount of Mongolian throat singing. On Speaking of Mongolian throat singing, you ever seen that movie Wrist Cutters? Wrist Cutters? Weird segue. Myself in Wrist <laughs> 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 Cutters? No. Oh. Sorry. It's a, it's a movie about suicide. I assume so. Yep. It's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Don't cut yourself with those knitting needles. I'm not going to cut myself. I might stab myself. This is the most boring lead up to the comp- to the topics we've ever had. Oh shit, I need to put in some like explosions and sound effects here to make it more think of something else cool to talk about. That's the problem. <clears throat> All I can think about is the Chinese food that's not here. <gasps> Chinese the Chinese food, food that just arrived. <laughs> is it here? Yeah, I hope so. Ooh, and Renee's gonna go eat it all by himself. Ooh, baby, no, I'm do gonna you know? I love you. I don't say Samuel as much, but I love you too. Thank you. I'm just kidding. Like, what a hoe. I said I loved you in the car like five times. I'm not gonna hit you. I'm going for the food. I don't want you. Keep your hugs to yourself. <laughs> nah, it's not a hug. It's not a suplex either. Whoa, what the hell's going on over here? Have you seen Met Major Pain where, where the boy's giving him a hug and he turns around and fucking suplexes? Yeah. Like, what's your what's angle? angle, boy? What's you your see, angle, boy? What's your angle, boy? That's what he said. What's your angle? <laughs> I was thinking about doing a topic on the Mothman, but it's just really. It's really only one story. It's like I feel like it's like a 15 minute segment. That's true. And it's like, yeah, 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 it's Mothman. He showed up in West Virginia. He scared some folks, but no one's ever seen Mothman anywhere else. Yeah. Wow. We need to monetize Mothman. He already is. Like, find the actual cryptid itself, and then spread its wings out and put like brand logos. Everybody wants to find a cryptid. No one's ever found a cryptid. Ew! There's a bunch of juices all in this bag. Ew! (laughs) I had the strangest dream, and I was going to tell you all about it. It was kind of like a movie, like a, like a, like I remember thinking to myself while I was having the dream, this would make a really good movie. It was basically falling into place as a movie. There's an older man and like his best friend, and I guess what happens is, and it, it's it's very derivative of a lot of movies. One of those movies, the old guy <coughs> is like terminally ill, and he's traveling across country in an eighteen wheeler. And his, delivering seafood. They pick up his son along the way. Thanks a lot. <laughs> At some point, they pick up his son. And of course, they've got unresolved issues. And then they go along and then they pick up like a hitchhiker slash drug addict slash sex worker. <laughs> so you've got like her redemptive storyline. Plus you have the unresolved issue storyline between the father and the son. But then it was like they would it would... It would make a good. It would make a good movie pitch if you could have like the duality of each of the characters, like the way that they, like the son really loves his dad and he talks about it with the with the female character, but then when he interacts with his dad, they have like a really unresolved. Yeah, they have all this all this conflict, that sort of stuff. I don't know. It's really stupid. No, I think it sounds cool. Nah, it's a half baked idea. No one wants to see a movie like that. Or they've already seen a movie like that. Well, I'm not sure. But was that movie in Nebraska with uh, Bruce Dern? Everybody loved that movie. I haven't seen it. It's black and white. Ooh. I'm back. Okay. Get off your phone. My mom just texted me that there's a cup of ice cream in the freezer for me when I'm at home. Hell yeah. Okay, no, I did forget. I was going to tell you guys about this. Do you guys know what king cake is? Yes. Okay, well, Bluebell has king cake ice cream that has been exclusive to Louisiana, but now since it's Mardi Gras time, this is the first year that it's gone out everywhere that Bluebell has sold. So we got one of those big boys of the king cake ice cream. That shit's fucking delicious. Okay. Does it have a little... It doesn't have the baby in it. It doesn't have the baby in it. No, but it's really good. It's It's got... Yeah, it is. It's got, like, sprinkles, and it's like a cinnamon cake kind of flavor. It's got a cream cheese swirl. You're really, really hungry right now. It's fucking delicious. I'm not fucking around. It's Sounds really good. When does good. it come out? It's already out. Oh. That's what we're eating. I think they just finished it. <laughs> <laughs> they killed the whole thing. 
We got it for a couple days, so it's not like they just sat down and <laughs> snarked it all down. But it's fucking delicious. It sounds delicious. It is. You should pick some up. So, the director of Blade Runner 2049... Yes, bitch! ...is directing a Dune reboot that's going to be really fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. See I that? love that director, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049 is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But also, I have been hearing about this and keeping track of the new Dune, and... I don't even care. I'm excited. I remember I was a kid and I read Dune and it was really good. I think I've read it at least three times in my life. I've not read it. I'm a super nerd. Yeah, that's true. Like that. I've seen it before. I have it in like an old CD case somewhere. So bad. Yeah, they're going to remake it with a bunch of new actors. Dave Bautista is going to be in it, so that's going to be cool. Because that guy right there, turns out he's an actually good actor. He can do more than just drags. He can do more than just drags. He was hardly in Blade Runner in 2049, but he had a really pivotal role, and he did really well with it. Yeah, he did. That was a really good scene. Yeah. Yeah. That whole so. movie is a really good scene. <laughs> Coming out of a movie, like, wow, what a scene. Good take. All right. <laughs> good one. Good one. Okay, Dylan, who's going first? I'll go first. No. Uh, I'm sorry, did you want to... Rock, paper, scissors? One, two, three. I go first. Put your hand down. You look like a Nazi. Nobody can see it. I go first. You go first. I'll go first. Go first. Okay, so my topic is... Now that Annabelle's done messing with her mic. (laughs) My topic is Pedro Alonso Lopez. Pedro Alonso Lopez. Am I related to that guy? I fucking hope not. Vote for Pedro. Go ahead. Stop. No, don't vote for him. Pedro Lopez is a Colombian serial killer and mass rapist known as the Monster of the Andes. Oh, yes. Keep going. Yes. Good times. So, he was born on October 8, 1948 in Santa Isabel, Colombia. 70 years ago? Yep. Um, Let's see. He was born to... Medar- Medardo Reyes, that was his father, who was part of Colombia's right-wing political party and was killed in La Violencia, which is the country's 10-year civil war that started in 1938, for those that don't know. Okay. La Violencia. La Violencia. Uh, Lopez's mother, Benilda, was three months pregnant with him at the time of his father's death. So. Okay. Oof. Um, he was the seventh of 13 children that his mother had. Yeah. And while he was... What? So that's a lot going on. That is a lot going on. They didn't have Alexa at their house. Definitely Stop, not. Stop, you just started her. I couldn't find house, but I'm working on adding more local businesses. <laughs> Shut up, Alexa. Okay, give it... Just give me those signs. Okay. Make your crinkles. <laughs> Love you, Lincia. Wait, when you said 10-year civil war, does that mean they had a civil war every 10 years? No, it means that this civil war lasted 10 years oh, from shit. 1938 to 1948. I was like, the country would be run so much better if we just had a civil war every 10 years. Right? We just swapped out. Let's just go for it. Imagine a civil war going on every 8 years like the Olympics. <laughs> Where I stopped. Oh, yeah, here's where I stopped. Ten years civil war. <gasps> okay, so father dead, mother three months pregnant. He gets born. He was seventh of 13 children. And while he was living with his mother, he was described as being incredibly polite and he wanted to be a teacher. So he's off to a good start ish, you know, dead dad, but we've all been there. Um, later in life, he described his mother as being a violent, abusive sex worker. Uh, which is what prompted him to run away. Whoa. Now, some accounts vary. Um, some people say that he ran away from home. Other accounts say that he was kicked out by his mother after he, after he was caught fondling his younger sister. That seems more likely. That probably does seem more likely, yeah. 
There you go. Um, yeah, so that is probably more likely. Um, I'm just going to pretend that it's not what happened, though, because that thought grosses me out. Anyway, so after he left, he traveled to Bogota, Colombia, which is the capital, right? Um, where he joined a gang, and he started smoking basuco, which is an impure form of cocaine, in case you were wondering. If you smoke cocaine, does it make it crack? Or is that different? Um... I think that's different, but this is different than different because this is Basuko. Got it. Um, but he was homeless still, just living on the streets, but he was part of this gang. He was smoking that good good, as the kids would say. Mm. Um, one time while on the streets, he was offered a place to stay by a stranger, um, and you know, he was a young, he, he seriously was a very young child. Um, all of this is taking place before he's 10 years old. So, like, he's not even 10 yet. He's homeless. He's smoking cocaine. And, you know, the stranger comes up and is like, Hey, kid, you don't look safe out here. Let me give you a place to stay. So he accepts. And uh, instead of having a place to stay, the stranger takes Lopez to a abandoned building and keeps him there for quite some time, repeatedly raping him. Oh, I was afraid that was you were going to say that. Damn. I was really pulling for him. Oh, yeah. No. It's it's going to get real bad. It's, yeah. This is so not the worst. So he basically kidnapped off the street. Yeah, he got kidnapped off the street, raped, and then dumped back in the street after the dude was done with him. Wow. Yeah, it's rough. Um, however, after this was done... Um, flash forward, he is now 10 years old, and an American family sees him on the streets. They take him in, and they actually do give him a place to stay, and they're very nice to him. But they won't be able to stay there forever, obviously. Mm -hmm. So they enroll him in a school for orphans. Mm -hmm. um, they thought that it would be the best way to go. Um, he got enrolled in this school until he was 12 years old, um, when he was molested by a teacher and he ran away and was homeless again that's horrible until he was arrested at 21 for stealing a car so he got arrested shortly after becoming incarcerated guess what happens next he gets raped in prison he gets gang raped in prison God damn it. and he later murders the people that gang raped him by making a shank and butchering them totally justifiable totally justifiable in this case yes <clears throat> However, for whatever reason, he's allowed to leave prison later on. Um, obviously not right after he murders a bunch of people that just gang-raped him, but he's released. Um, when he is released from prison, he begins hunting young girls, especially homeless girls. Ew, like how he was, ew. Yep. He gets like a full circle. Yeah. Like his backstory turns into his weakness, mm -hmm. turns into his crime. There you go. The Ew. prey becomes the predator. Ew! I hate that for him. That's right. What a sad story, though. It is both sad. <coughs> My throat's really dry. Hold on. Anyway, so yes, he is released from prison. He begins hunting young, young homeless girls, luring them to secluded locations, and then raping and murdering them. Um, later, he had stated that he killed dozens of girls during the mid to late 70s. So eventually, while in Peru, because he's been traveling all over, he's mm -hmm. been in Colombia, he also goes to Peru and Ecuador. Um, <clears throat> so later, while he's in Peru, Lopez was caught by the... Ayachuco's tribe, probably butchered the pronunciation on that because I'm very white, mm -hmm. um, but he attempted to abduct a nine-year-old girl that was part of this tribe. Um, they caught him, and in accordance with their rules and punishments, they decided to bury him alive and leave him for dead. However, a Western missionary, like a group of missionaries, were there. One of the Western missionaries convinced the tribe to just turn him over to the police in Peru instead. So, for whatever reason, they listened. He got sent to the police, and the police 
The only thing they did was deport him to Colombia rather than jail him. Good God. Yep. I would have just had the Tribarium alive. Right? If only they had, they would have... That seems heartless, but, like, the things that he's done and what's happened to him, it's like, there's just... There's no amount of, like, talk therapy that can really help him get through his issues that he's having. Oh, you're right. And, like, they don't even know, like, how many people he's, Mm -hmm. you know, raped and murdered yet. But he says that he's gotten dozens of people in the span of the late 70s. So, I mean, you can't stop those, but when you hear about how much he says he did later on, just think about how much they could have saved, or how many people they could have saved had they just let him die. Exactly. So, like I said, he gets deported back to Colombia rather than being jailed. Because Peru doesn't give a fuck. So in 1979, there was a flash flood in Ecuador, which unearthed four of his victims that were buried there. This had the Ecuadorian police on really high alert, because all of a sudden these four children's bodies just show up. Um, And on one of Lopez's visits to Ecuador in 1980, he was caught um, by a street vendor who was in, she, or she was in a marketplace. He was caught by the street vendor when he tried to abduct her daughter. Sorry. You will be. Anyway, they managed to keep him there. Then the police finally nabbed him. So while in police custody, he refused to cooperate with any sort of law enforcement until he was put in uh, prison and an investigator named Cordova Gudino posed as an inmate and gained Lopez's trust. They built up this conversation, and uh, Lopez started telling him the details of a bunch of different murders, as well as specific burial sites. So, once it was revealed that his uh, friend in prison was actually a cop, they got Lopez to lead them to some of the mass grave sites that he mentioned. Police uncovered 57 bodies... Um, and this, along with his confession, got him charged with 110 murders, um, even though he claimed to be responsible for up to 350 murders between Ecuador, Colombia, and Peru. Insane. Oh my god. Yeah. How is like the government not worried about collectively missing 350 people? Because he targeted homeless children. Oh my god. You know you know, there's probably like a government official going, wow, the numbers are really decreasing. I know, and somebody's like, man, we're doing such a good job. No, you've got a literal monster in your There's country. a serial killer. That yeah, is insane exactly. to me. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. It's horrifying. Now, we don't know if he actually did commit 350 murders, but he confessed to that many. And I mean, he got charged with 110, because that's how many they could immediately assume more credible. Um, so he went on trial in 1981, and he pleaded, or he pled guilty to the murders of 57 girls, <clears throat> at which time he was also diagnosed as a sociopath. Um, however, guess how long Lopez had to serve in prison? I'm going to go with 12 years. 12 years? What do you say, Annabelle? Not long enough. Annabelle is right. Jake, you were close. He only had to serve 16 years in prison because that was the maximum sentence that you could be given in Ecuador at the time. What the fuck, Ecuador? Why, Ecuador? What kind of peace treaty is that? I don't know. Later, they did change it to 25 years being the maximum. But this man has murdered hundreds, or he claims to have murdered hundreds of children, and he gets 16 years. But guess what? That That was just how many years he got sentenced. He was released in 1994 after 14 years. He got two years off for good behavior. A serial murder and rapist got two years off of his sentence for good behavior. Wow. How did he know? Oh, it's just crazy. It's horrible. However, he was in Ecuador at the time. So, 1994, he's released from Garcia Moreno prison after 14 years, but when he gets released, he is immediately deported back to Colombia, 
where the police tried to convict him of a few other murders from the 70s. They had some that they were basically just waiting to smack on him. However, did he serve prison time? No. No, he didn't. You are right. He was declared insane and institutionalized in 1995. And then he got away. And then in 1998, he was declared sane and released under, like, $70 bail. Oh, fucking Christ. And you know what he did? When he, he went left? out and he, he found a homeless kid and tortured him and murdered him. Not right away, actually. Okay. That's where you think this He became was. a born-again Christian and he, started a church. <laughs> did no. he become a teacher? No, but that's horrible. I would not want that man anywhere near my children. Mm. Let me tell you what he did. He's already done a bunch of bad shit. We know he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But he gets released after three years in a mental institution. He goes and visits his mother, and he demands that he get his inheritance from his mother. But when the mom was like, look at where I'm at, you dumbass. We're in poverty. I don't have any money. He stole her only chair and her bed, and he sold it to people on the street, and then he disappeared without a trace. What was the point of all that? Right? He sold her only chair and her bed so that he'd get some money. He vanished in 1998. Damn. Now, flash forward to 2002. There is a warrant issued for his arrest in connection to another murder in the time. However, since 1998, nobody knows where he's, where he's gone. And his whereabouts still remain unknown. So this guy is literally just out doing whatever he wants to do, living his life. He pulled a Kaiser Soze. He pulled a Kaiser Soze. He's gone. Exactly. Just like that. So he claims to have murdered and raped up to 350, mostly children, um, boys and girls, mostly girls. Um... He gets 14 years in prison for a good chunk of them, three years in a mental institution, and then he vanishes, and now he's off living his life. Less than 20 years. Wow. Combined less than 20 years for these murders. He'd been in jail and stuff for, like, you know, stealing cars and some other, like, weird random shit, but, like... He's a This horrible boy got person. away with so many murders. He got away with so many. Even if we all know this guy committed this many murders, if we can definitively prove all of them, he's still getting away with it. Like, we know, but what can we do? We don't know where he is. Yeah. He's just gone with the wind. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. That's, like, it's scary. Yeah, that's really creepy, because this guy is probably still out there kidnapping homeless children, and the politicians are just going, hey, homeless numbers are down. Look at us. We're doing so good. But no. Give us your money. Give us the money. Yeah, they should have put him in life in prison without parole, but whatever. I don't even think that's... I don't think they have um, the death trial there. Death penalty? (laughs) The death penalty. Yeah. I was like, that's... I don't... Like, I say very few people ever deserve it because I always want to think, like, people deserve second chances, but there is no going back. After 350 undeclared and declared crimes, like, that is... Yeah. That is not okay. The minute you rape and murder a child, or even just rape a child, I don't think there's a second chance for that. I'm going to go with no-go. <coughs> do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah, you definitely need to go to prison for that sort of thing for a very long time. A very long time. If not, Forever. So anyway, that's my super happy story. There's a monster still on the loose, probably in South America. Maybe. Hide your dogs. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Tell you what we need. It's like a big big wall. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's bullshit. That'll keep them out. That'll keep them out. It's not going to keep anybody out. Fucking idiots. Okay. So, we're going to talk, my topic is going to be, what are you doing with your tongue? Don't worry about that. Just keep talking, please. So I'll tell you what my topic's going to be. We are going to talk about the DC sniper attacks. Oh shit, what up? Yes. That happened in 2001 and 2002. Annabelle, were you even born in 2002? (laughs) Okay. The DC sniper attacks were a series of spree killings 
that occurred during three weeks in October of 2002 in Maryland, Virginia, and um, Washington, D.C. Now, um, the entire time period is actually longer than that. The snipers were named John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo. Now, Muhammad was 41 years old at the time, and Lee Malvo was 17 at the time. Okay. They traveled around in a blue 1990 uh, Chevy sedan, and it actually, like I said, their spree killing actually started in February and uh, went all the way until October and spanned, spanned the states of Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, Texas, and up into Washington, D.C. That's it, a lot of states. It is. It resulted in um, a total of 17 people dead, 10 people wounded. Wow. Cut to the chase. Um in 2003, Muhammad was sentenced to death, and he was executed, and Malvo got life in sentence, life in prison without parole. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But it's just, it's so crazy how many of these things happened. So um, the reason that Lee Boyd Malvo and John Allen Muhammad got together was they were both converts to Islam at some point, and um, Malvo ended up like being under his care basically and John Muhammad indoctrinated him into this idea that they were going to create this they had this really big big elaborate stupid ass strange wackadoo plan that they were going to hold people for ransom with these killings and they were going to take money and they were going to recruit other homeless kids <coughs> and create like this um, create like this secret army of assassins and sort of stuff they're trying to turn Assassin's Creed into a real thing. But apparently, yeah. But it was it was never going to happen like that. They killed so many people. Um, let's see here. There's just so... I'm, I'm sorry. There's just so much information. Good. I'm trying, I to, figure out, all. I'm trying to figure out what's, what's the best timeline to use. Um, in February of 2002, um, a woman, a 21-year-old woman named Kenya Cook was shot outside of her house in Tacoma, Washington. Cook's aunt had been good friends with um, John Muhammad's ex-wife and had encouraged John Muhammad, or and encouraged the wife to seek a divorce from Muhammad. So that person was killed like that. Then in March, a 60-year-old man was shot um, by a single, by a single, um, he, he had a single chest wound, or chest fire, and he was killed um, on a golf course, okay? So he gets killed. And then in August, they killed a 51-year-old man in a parking lot. He was changing a tire. Shot in the neck. Jesus. Um, he pretended to be dead, and Malvo, the younger, the younger guy, stole his wallet. And then, and then the old man, the 51-year-old man who had been shot, actually ran to a, a gas station, and um, and he was he was treated for his wounds. <coughs> he did not die, but he was injured. Okay. Um, the next person that was killed was in September of, tw- of 2002. He was shot six times, and the money that he had, and I think a laptop that he had, was stolen um, by Mohammed and Malvo. Then in September of 2002, um, another person was fatally shot in the head and the back with a 22 caliber pistol in Georgia. Same day. A 52-year-old liquor store clerk in Montgomery, Alabama, was shot and killed in a robbery. Oof. Um, a 24-year-old worker at the same liquor store was critically wounded but survived. And then on September 23rd of 2002, um, a 45-year-old man was shot in the head and killed with a Bushmaster AR-15 uh, rifle, chambered at 223. Okay, so from then on, they take this Bushmaster AR-15 that they shoplifted from a, uh, a shooting range, mm-hmm. and they start taking out the, they, they start their DC sniper attack phase two. They have this old 1990 Chevy Caprice, kind of like an old, like an old police cruiser type. It's blue. It's got heavily tinted windows. They rigged the seats so that they would fold down, and you could lay flat into the trunk of the vehicle and they cut a hole right above the license plate that was big enough for them to use the sight 
and aim the barrel down. Oh shit! And that's how they were. That's how they were killing people. That's fucking wild. <coughs> actually, so they didn't even have to get out of the vehicle. They could just park it somewhere. That's fucking wild. The new Death Proof sequel looks dope. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Let's see here. Let's find the next. Let's find me. I'm going to try to find the next murder. Um, let's see. Let me double check. Uh, I'm looking for October 2nd. Okay. October of 2002. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lady named Lori Lewis Rivera was shot in the back while vacuuming her car at a Shell gas station in Kensington, Maryland. The bullet was identified as coming from a Bushmaster rifle. <coughs> An eyewitness said that he saw a Chevy Caprice in the area about 20 minutes before the shooting. At 7 p.m., a police officer stopped Mohammed for running two stop signs. The officer gave Mohammed a verbal warning and released him. Later that night, at about 9.15, a man by the name of Pascal Chariot was shot in the chest as he crossed the intersection of Georgia Avenue and Calmia Road in, the, in D.C. It happened about 30 blocks from where Mohammed was stopped for um, running the red lights. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. The next day, a woman named Carolyn Sewell was putting bags in her minivan outside of Michael's craft store. That's what you get for going to those craft stores. What hey, man, you? those craft stores are not bad What have places? I told you about Hobby Lobby? Not everybody gets blown to death. She was shot in the back. The bullet damaged her liver and exit- exited through her right chest, but she survived. Again, an eyewitness saw a Chevy Caprice. Two days later, October 6, 2002, a woman named Tanya Brown was taking her son, whose name was Iran, Iran Brown, to a middle school where he, where he uh, went to school. He was walking down the sidewalk. He was shot once in the chest. Oh, my God. She drove her son to the healthcare to a hospital. Surgeons were able to save his lungs, lung, uh, to save his life, despite the fact that he had lung damage. Jesus. So yes. he, he lived? He lived. And how old was he again? Like um, he was like 12 or 13 years old when this happened. Jesus. Right. Can you imagine being 12 years old and getting your lungs blown out of yes. your chest? Yes. For no reason. Oh, it's Christ. Where am I going with this? Oh, there's so much to, there's so much to talk about in this. Okay. So, uh, the police search the area and they find a ballpoint pen and a shell casing in the woods near the school. The area had been pressed down like the, like a blind to conceal the hunters. So they'd actually gone, gotten out of the, they'd gotten out of the car and used um, an area in the ground. Um, at the same spot, they found the death tarot card. And on, on one side was written the words, call me God. And on the back was written for you, Mr. Police, code, call me God, do not release to the press. That's, okay, sometimes like cryptic messages left by people are you know, just cheesy as shit. That one's actually kind of fucking intimidating. Right. That one's, I don't know. I don't want to say that's cool because it's not cool at all. It's ominous. Like, yeah, ominous. That's some, that's some spooky shit. I'm digging that. So then in October 9th of 2002, three days later, Dean Myers, a man, was fueling his car at a gas station in Manassas, Virginia, when he was shot in the head by a single bullet. An eyewitness testified later on that she saw Muhammad and Malvo in the area approximately one hour before the shooting. The, ag- the police actually interviewed Muhammad in the parking lot across the street immediately afterwards. And they later found a map with Muhammad's fingerprints in the parking lot. So they interviewed him and then they found it? Mm-hmm. So they interviewed him, they let him go, and then they found evidence. And later on they found it, yes. God damn it! Okay, so some of the stuff that was happening while this is happening... Schools are being put on in the area in, in D.C. are being put on lockdown. Children are, allow, allow, are, are not allowed to walk to school anymore. Um, they weren't allowed to go outside during recess or outside for any reason at all. Um, gas stations were putting up tarps at the filling stations to try to block the, site. block the line of sight because nobody knew who they were. Police still hadn't figured it out. Like, I'm like I'm reading facts as they come after the fact. Like, oh yeah, they found this. Oh, they interviewed this. But, but while the, time, the while the shooting is happening, it's happening so quickly. It's happening so fast, and they're getting conflicting reports. Um, at the very beginning, they were looking for the Chevy Caprice, and then later on, they dropped it 
because some of the other eyewitnesses were saying, oh, I saw a white panel man. Mm. And I guess the police thought to themselves, well, it makes more sense that it's a white panel man. Not only that, but they didn't even know, like they knew it might have been the same rifle, but they're not sure how many people they're looking for. They have no eyewitness, they're real no, they have really no eyewitness accounts because there's tons of people that they can interview. Yeah. Closed circuit cameras were not very helpful at the time. So they had actually, they had actually ruled out the Chevy Caprice at one point. Okay. And everybody's looking for the DC sniper. Everybody's scared of it. Um, but it just keeps going on. It's just a big cluster. You know what it nobody, is? Yeah. Nobody knows what to do. Everybody, nobody knows what to do. On October the 11th, um, a man by the name of Kenneth Bridges was fired upon. He was shot once in the chest by a bullet um, at an Exxon gas station. The 14th shooting was on October 14th, 2002 in Falls Church, Virginia. A woman by the name of Linda Franklin and her husband were loading their car outside of a Home Depot when she was shot in the head by a single bullet and killed. The next day on October 15th in Rockville, Maryland, a dispatcher received the following telephone call and I quote, don't say anything, just listen. We're the people who are causing the killings in your area. Look on the tarot card. It says, call me God, do not release to the press. We've called you three times before trying to set up negotiations. We've gotten no response. People have died. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So on October 18th, three days later, um, the police receive another call. And um, they, they try to verify some information. While they were on the first call, they said, um, the lady didn't die, I was at Home Depot, Mr. Policeman, I am God, do not tell the press. They tried to extort money by leaving a note at one point, asking for millions of dollars. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. On October 19, 2002, a man by the name of Jeffrey Hopper and his wife were leaving a restaurant in Ashland, Virginia, when he was shot in the ab abdomen. Hopper survived, but his injuries required five surgeries to repair his pancreas, stomach, kidneys, liver, diaphragm, and intestines. Jesus. In the woods near the crime scene, police discovered another blind similar to the one at the school. They also found a shell casing, a candy wrapper, and a plastic bag that was attached with a thumbtack to the tree at eye level and was decorated with Halloween characters and self-adhesive stars. The shell casings and bullets were determined to have come from a Bushmaster rifle again. Um, let's see... What happened to this? The day after that, the day after Hopper, the day after Hopper was shot, um, the FBI sniper tip line received a call from a male who stated, don't talk, just listen, call me God. I left a message for you at the Ponderosa. I'm trying to reach you at the Ponderosa. Be there to take a call in 10 minutes. On October 21st, 2002, the FBI negotiations team received a call that had been, that had been rerouted from the Ponderosa telephone number and the recording said, and I quote, Don't say anything, just listen. Dearest police, call me God. Do not release to the press. Five red stars, you have our terms. They are non-negotiable. If you choose option one, you will hold a press conference, stating to the media that you believe you were caught the sniper like a duck in a noose. Repeat every word exactly as you heard it. If you choose option two, be sure to remember we will not deviate. P.S. Your children will not be safe. Oh, shit. Ew. So, a sheriff's deputy who was in charge of the investigation actually got up at a press conference and said that bullshit about, we've caught the sniper like a duck in the noose, and was giving cryptic messages during a press conference to try to communicate with the DC sniper. Jesus. That's how crazy this thing was. That's bonkers. It is bonkers. It's like the cryptic messages and shit. It's like Zodiac level. Mm hmm that's fucking wild. Okay, last murder. October 22nd, 6 a.m. in the morning. A man by the name of Conrad Johnson, a bus driver for the Montgomery County Transit Authority, was shot in the chest as he was entering his bus in Aspen Hill, Maryland. He was conscious, but he died at the hospital. The bullet fragments were determined to come from a Bushmaster rifle. Another blind was discovered nearby. A black duffel bag and a brown left-handed glove were found. Later on, DNA uh, gave a positive match to um, Mohammed, John Mohammed. Another, another plastic bag with self-adhesive stars and a note was left behind. They finally captured them on October 24th, 2002. Jesus. What does the note say for that one? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. 
They found him at a rest area in Fredericks County. Um, they were asleep in the vehicle, in the, in the Chevy Caprice. Police found the loaded 223 caliber Bushmaster rifle behind the rear seat. The DNA on the rifle matched that of both Muhammad and Malvo. Um, the Caprice had been modified, like I said, with heavy window tip, a hinged rear seat to provide easy access to the trunk for the passenger compartment, and a hole that had been cut into the trunk lid just above the license plate. Covering the hole, the covering the hole was a right-handed brown glove that matched the left-handed brown glove that they had found, and a rubber seal, a rubber seal crossed over the hole, and the trunk had been spray painted blue. It was perfect, perfect killing device. Jesus. To drive around. That is genuinely wild and horrifying. Mm-hmm. He was accused, Muhammad was accused of shooting 16 people and killing 10 of them. Muhammad was convicted by a jury. Okay, let's get, let's get to the, let's get to the conviction. Because it's, it's, it's bonkers what happens. Um, they were tried separately, right? Mm-hmm. At first, um, the boy, what is his name? Lee Boyd Malvo. At first, he basically, to narrow it down, he admits to all the killings, right? Okay. He says, oh, John Muhammad was just my friend, and he was my mentor, and he was there, but I did all of the killings. So he gets, um, even though he's 17 years old, they try him as, a, as an adult, basically, and he gets life in prison. Okay. Okay? And then um, a court of appeals decides that because he was 17 years old, that he wasn't old enough to be tried as an adult. So they retry him, and this time he changes his entire story, and then he testifies at John Muhammad's trial that John Muhammad told him to take, to take credit for all of the killings because he knew... <clears throat> That the death penalty would be harder to prove, and be con- and it would be harder to convict a seventeen-year-old for the death penalty than it would for a forty-one-year-old man. Oh shit! Yes, God, just I love an- it. It's getting juicy. Just another one of those things. Just another one of those things that he was doing. So Lee Malvo says basically that um, the complete pan- the complete plan was this. Phase one consisted of mis- of planning, mapping, practicing the locations in the D.C. area, that they were going to kill these people. Um, phase two was supposed to take place in Baltimore. They were going to kill a pregnant woman by shooting her in the abdomen, and then they wanted to kill a Baltimore police officer, and then they wanted to put bombs at his funeral so they could kill even more police officers. Wow. And then they were going to demand a ransom of like $10 million. They were going to take this money, and they were going to drive to Canada... And while they were driving to Canada, they were going to pick up other homeless kids, and then they were going to recruit them and make them into assassins. Jesus, okay. That was their big plan. They wanted to shut things down across the United States. So it's like bargain bin Assassin's Creed. Bargain bin Assassin's Creed. There you go. So long story short, um, John Allen Muhammad was executed in 2009. And Lee Boyd Malvo is still in prison. Life in prison without parole. Wow. Wow. There was also a big civil suit against the um, the owner of the um, shooting range mm-hmm. where they stole the they stole the Bushmaster AR-15. Why was there a civil suit against? Them? Because. It's not like they said, "Hey, come steal this rifle and kill a bunch of people." There were some regulations that they had that they had broken. Plus, the guy kept going back with his stolen AR-15 and using their shooting range. Okay. Now, see, now I get it. <laughs> right. Right. That and would then, be like when somebody steals one of our uh, generators or one of our welders, and then they come back and they try to return it. I guess so. Or they ask for instructions. Yeah, but it was a big thing, of course. You know, gun gun control gun control advocates had a field day with it. Oh yeah. The NRA had a field day with it, of course. Yeah. They're always going to defend their rights to have rifles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's the story of the DC sniper. That's wild. But it was it was crazy. I mean, people were scared, and people still get scared about stuff like that. I can imagine, because they're not the only ones to do dark shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and when, it, when an event like that happens, it changes. It, it, it has ripple effects, and it changes the course. It changes the course of people's life 
forever. For instance, at my son's school this year, they implemented a, they implemented a new system where the kids who get picked up are picked up in the rear of the school mm-hmm. instead of the front of the school. Hmm. And now all the bus kids go in the front of the school, and you can't see any of the kids that are coming in and out of the school anymore. Mm. So that's one of the things. Clear backpacks have become a thing. Clear backpacks have become a mm. thing because of school name shootings. Tags. Name tags. My sister What's has to wear a name tag all the time. Oh, yeah, you see that at schools now. Yeah, like the student ID badges around your neck. Like, I didn't have to do that. All they the tried to make us do that in middle school, and they realized that nobody was going to do it, so they're like, all right, fuck it, whatever. But no, now my sister has to do it, and she's in high school. Do they do the thing where it doesn't have a position, like a, like a GPS in it sometimes? Like Not the ones that we have, no. Oh, okay. That's like some rich white private school shit. Is some rich white private school shit? Mm-hmm. That's some rich white people They should shit. definitely do the ones where you have to like blink it, you have to blink in and out of doors. That would be better. Yeah, well, in, at our high school, all the doors were locked and only teachers would have that. Not students. Yeah, at my high school, they have like, the you can only enter through the front office and both the doors to go to the back, which does lead around to the rest of the school, mm-hmm. or the front, which leads to the rest of the school. Both of those doors are locked, and you have to have a teacher or administrator ID badge, or the front desk lady has to push the button for the door to unlock, and if she lets go, it locks again. So just one person can't do it. You're just not fast enough. Um, but uh, yeah, our front desk lady liked to joke that if anything bad ever did happen, she's like, it's okay, it's only me that's going to die. That's horrible. I know. No, she's great. But yeah, they, they have like weird security, like locked doors. And I've gone to visit a couple times just mm-hmm. to like say hi or whatever. And they've gotten more strict with like people that can visit too. <coughs> we know that happened at the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, one of the women who was, one of the women who was in the school was like on the loudspeaker. And she was telling people to lock their doors and there was an active shooter. Mm-hmm. And then she was giving that announcement over like the loudspeaker as it was happening. Jesus. Yeah. It's horrible. Why do people gotta shoot up other people? There's a lot of monsters in this world. Yeah, there's a lot of monsters in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're here to tell you all about them. I think that's the best, that's the, that's the coolest thing. One of my favorite shows ever was True Detective. God, True Detective is such a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh my god, god, you have to watch it. Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Uh, a plus. It's mm-hmm. such a good show. I haven't watched the second season yet, or the third season, which I think is started now. Has it started yet? I think it started. It started soon. I'm really excited because I like the main actor in season three. Season two was shit, and it was weird. Oh well. But what I took, what I, what I, what I came away from on True Detective season one, is the idea that there are monsters in this world, and it has nothing to do with the supernatural. It's just there are crazy fucked up monsters people in this world. Yeah, for sure. That you have to watch out for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> well, what else is going on? Hey, you want to go to Walmart with me real quick? Ugh, or if I could go home and go to sleep. Ugh. No, I'm already home. I have a real job now. I hate it. Ugh. Ew. Ew. It's like to have a real job. Sorry. My throat got all froggy too. Yeah, I noticed that. As I talked and talked and talked. It happens. It does. Animal, do you have anything? Nope. I feel like we were less funny this episode. We were less funny, and also I feel like this is a really short one too. This is... They recorded for... An hour and seven minutes. It's gonna end up being a fifty-minute episode. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh well, that's fine. We'll just have to make sure that the next one is real good. We need to bring real our A games. Real long. I've got an idea for my long boy that I'm doing next time. Okay, good. So I'll try and get the research done before the day of. Before the day of. That yeah. would be nice. Yeah. I know. This okay. is just an episode where we're all just a little more tired. Yeah. Where are we? I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know, it's been a weird day. I was, I'm tired. This sale that we had this weekend killed both of us, I think. Yeah, it was a lot. Me too. Fuck you, Jake. Not so much. Alright, guys. Do it. <gasps> I get to do it? Do it. Oh my god. From Annabelle, our producer, 
and Jake Cantu, my co-host. My name is Dylan Cavenhead, and we hope that we have left you too scared to sleep. Calculated entrance. Why are you making? <laughs> he knows what the people want, Annabelle. Fourteen. And you don't. Thank you. No. This is a podcast on YouTube channel. Do you want a gummy? I would love a gummy. Don't feed it to him sexually. Oh. Here, let me try again. I aimed to, to sibling Your aim was too good. It went directly to the back of my throat. I was hoping to almost vomit <laughs> out. Jesus. That was good, good though. You know? Mm-mm. Go oh, for I'm it. I'm good. I'm good. No. no. Okay. Are you going to eat your little mink? Hell no. I'm, I'm not hungry. I want candy. What an adult. Yeah. <laughs> what an adult. Okay, continue. Sorry for my interruption. You will be. Anyway, 